For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Our sponsor today is Noonday Exploration. Noonday helps families by purchasing purchasing oil and gas royalties from estates. For more information, call 903-530-9352 or go to NoondayExploration.com. So I brought back my beloved hero friend, this this champion for mental health named Marcy McSwain. If you missed her story, you're going to want to go and find her podcast in which she told us she just shared so tenderly about her brother Patrick and about his suicide and how that affected the f- dynamics in their family. And, and she just did a beautiful job of honoring him. He, and he was such a dear person, and we miss him very much. So... I wanted I wanted to bring Marcy back because I just did not have a t- enough time in one podcast to find out what we need to know about the experience that siblings have when mental health strikes families. So, Marcy, thank you so much for coming back. I'm not going to do your bio today. <laughs> That's okay. If I'm people right want to know how amazing you are, they can go listen to the other episode, and they'll get to hear your story too. And your dad, your dad did those two great episodes for me. He told his story, and then I invited him back for more wisdom. Because, uh, and if you're a parent and you have a child with mental health issues, you're definitely going to hear what Doug McSwain had to say. So. Marcy, thank you for coming back. I want to start. One of the things you sent me with this was this amazing. You call it your guide. What do you call this document? I forgot what you call it. I think I call it just basically a guide to losing a sibling. Or um, let me see here, suggestions, thoughts for the grieving process. But I usually just when I'm talking to friends that have lost a sibling, I just refer to it as my guide. Girlfriend, um, we're going to find a better name for this. But this is such powerful information. I'm, I'm like thinking of the publishers I know that would like to have get their hands on this. There's such a need for it. But in as I was reading, this is just a personal email that you sent to some friends, and then as as people began to realize how open you are, they started turning to you advi- for advice. So you are you are sort of becoming an expert on something that you never. No one ever wants to be an expert it's, on a sibling suicide. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I just, you know, not everyone gets this opportunity. I do want to say that, you know, I mean, not everyone can gets the chance to kind of have it on this public platform and be able to care for others and to share their story. And it really has been pretty amazing. I, um, I think I put this in there, but, um, one of the first things that I thought after someone died, literally, I can just, I can remember it so vividly, was how 
have so many people in the world gone through this type of loss? Like how so many people lost a sibling? I couldn't, it was so painful and it was so overwhelming and you just, you can't prepare for it. Um, and I just thought, Oh my gosh, there are, I am passing people every day who have mm-hmm. gone through this and it just, it seems so funny, but I just thought, how does the world go round? I mean, it really was overwhelming. And I've had, because my family and I have been public, I've had, you know, people reach out to me that I haven't talked to since the sixth grade or someone I just encountered once in my job and they mm. reach out because we've been public. And so I wow. started this guide where I, I just wrote out my thoughts and organized mm. it and lessons learned, what to expect, um, you know, just to help people identify what they might be going through as well. Well, I love, I loved it that I got to read it because it's, it's so beautiful. One of my favorite things on the guide that you sent me this beautiful series of advice. One of the things that meant a lot to me is you even go so far as to put a timeline down and like the first month is about grace. And honestly, with mom just passing away, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the first month. Like now, a few months later, I'm still, I feel like somebody shot me in the heart and my lungs aren't working when I even think about my mom. But you did say three months, things begin to get slightly better. And that in three years, you you mentioned that after three years, it is, it, I mean, the sorrow never goes away, but the, but you begin to feel like there's a new normal. Yeah. And, and I love that, that you documented that process because when I um, talked to my friends who are single and, and Dave and I at one time were trying to figure out how to make our marriage work properly and, and divorce was in the mix and we were trying to figure out how that would look and I asked many of my single friends who were widowed or divorced and three years is a, it is like a magic number there's something that happens there where finally the reality is going to be okay mm-hmm. yeah so. I that first month that Um, you know, it is interesting. I do feel like kind of this applies to just grievers period. And I do know people I've said this Mm -hmm. to have forwarded it around to other people they know that didn't even have the same experience, but um, I just, it was unbelievable. God just circles you with this little bubble and no Mm -hmm. one, no one can touch it or break it. It's just like, you're able to speak to people and people are looking at you like how much strength you have. And, yeah. and then, and yeah. then that starts to wear off mm-hmm. in three months, things got really dark in six mm-hmm. months, things got even darker. And it, I really didn't notice my first kind of good corner until a year. And I, and the reason I say that I, I hesitate mm-hmm. to share that timeline. Cause I know when it first happened, what was so overwhelming was thinking of the future. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I sent out an email to my friends and I just said, I just, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I, I mm-hmm. don't see a way forward. Please pray, you know, for wow. this journey. And that was, that's timelines are so important. And that was why I, I did mention it because um, it took longer than I hoped. Yeah. And I noticed that everyone else had moved on and, you know, it had been six months and they weren't mm-hmm. mean. It wasn't, you know, my closest friends were still, of course, praying with me and that, but, right. um, I had not moved on and I started thinking, why am I still, you know, struggling so significantly and it's been six mm-hmm. months or it's been nine months and I, and I can't seem to get out of this darkness and, and, mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say it. It's more because I, down the road, you know, I did have a couple of friends that had lost and they said, Marcy, this is not weird. <laughs> like you are, yeah. 
this to happen, this is okay. And I, I thought, oh, it is. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so glad to know. I mean, I think we can compound upon our grief by setting expectations um, by our own standards or by the standards of people around us. And that's what I don't want people to do when they're grieving. It's going to look different and it's going to take longer. And that's okay. Expect that. Yeah, I think in a way, um, it is a tribute to the person that they, they really matter in our life. I call that a sacred place. I mean, my mom and I know Patrick for your family, they held a sacred place in my life and heart. And it is okay to understand that, that it hurts very much when they're gone. Yes. And even though we, of course, well, I look forward to seeing mom in heaven. And I know Patrick is the same for you guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I have so many you know, beloved friends now that are there. It's starting to be like a party. I can't wait to get there myself. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't take away the pain of living in this moment in this life without the people we love that have have gone on. So, Mm -hmm. and I think in a way, and you can tell me what you think about this when you're a sibling and, and you know that your, your beloved brother or sister took their own life. There is some kind of, compoundingness I, I don't think that's a word but you know it's yeah. somehow worse so yeah. do you want to address that in case uh, one absolutely is okay yeah the suicide part is a big part and there are a few things that I think of when you mention this and and what you know the first is just addressing why we're so open um I can yeah. remember growing up and I someone would commit suicide and it wasn't meant, and I don't blame I understand why people do this but right. um you know it wouldn't be in the obituary and no one oh. spoke of it you know it would yeah. basically uh-huh. just be like that person didn't exist because the suicide aspect of that was right. so you feel so much shame and yeah. and so that is a, was a huge driver for my families. We just thought, we don't want this big unknown out there. We want people to know. We want people to know what he went through. We want people right. to know what we went through. And and for us, when you when you see someone and have that close to the seat to someone struggling with schizophrenia, mm-hmm. I understand the suicide part of it. You know, I'm not. Con- of course, I'm not condoning it, but. It, for us, it was just, it was the end of this terminal illness. Um, I didn't struggle yeah. with that as much. I, I love the way your dad described it, and I'm going to throw that out in this episode, too, in case someone doesn't get to listen to all of them. He mentioned that the mental illness, the ill health aspect of this, the physical part, was such a determining factor. And then he he talked of Patrick in terms I know you can relate to. He called Patrick a warrior against the disease. And he mentioned the the end symptoms, the terminal. It became terminal when the person thinks they're well and they call everybody else sick. Yeah. So those were things that I love that your dad shared. And I, I want to mention those as you talk because if anybody's listening, I want them to understand there's so much more to this. I love it that you brought up the idea that when we read or, or hear that someone's committed suicide as a culture, we shut down. We don't even right. talk about it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, it is so common and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard to make sense of it because I think with, with suicide and, and this is a big piece of advice I give to people. I know my family does as well is the first thing you think is what 
should I have done differently? What yeah. if I had only done, did, did we try hard enough? Did we, you know, you start running down these options, which as a quick side note, I highly suggest not doing uh, protecting your thought life. I think is very important, but um, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to think that. And, yeah. and people, you know, even if you, they don't intend to you often think, well, did they, right. did Patrick grow up in a broken home? Did he, did they have, have the financial, you know, I mean, it's just all these things. I, like it seems like I'm gonna, we could have controlled that. I'm going to interrupt you, but when we come yeah. back, I want to talk about that because that is not fair. So we'll talk about that some more. We're going to be right back with Marcy McSwain, and we're going to be talking more about what families experience when they face mental illness. At Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate is the number on the door, and the next house over is a grocery store. here with Mary Ottman and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, we're back with our very, very dear friend, Marcy McSwain, and she's been talking about her brother, Patrick, and how his mental illness 
impacted their whole family and how they clung together, clung to each other, and then invited other people into this process of of figuring out how to deal with mental illness. And then Patrick committed suicide. And I've just been so touched by some of the advanced information that Marcy sent me. And one of the things y'all did, Marcy, I mean, not only in this last segment did you give people permission to, to understand when a person commits suicide, the rest of the family knows it happened. So there's no reason not to talk about it. They're, they're grieving and they're sad, but they know what has happened and they really are embarrassed, maybe ashamed, and they they want to know that people still love them. And so talking about their beloved child is very dear. But one yeah. of the... Uh, sorry, I, I just want, I don't want to miss a chance to mention this. Yeah, I, go ahead. <laughs> I absolutely loved the way you decided you were going to celebrate Patrick's birthday. Do you mind sharing that with my listeners? Our yes, listeners? I do. You I know, love um, this. as you said, my, my family's all in Texas and, you know, from their perspective. And as my mother would say, have something planned, always have something <laughs> planned. Do not wait for that day and think you'll wing it. You, it, even if you are in a great place that day, there's something about the date mm-hmm. and just have a plan and don't let it be the same as like your normal routine or just staring mm-hmm. at pictures of them. You grieve every day. You, you don't need to add to that on, on mm-hmm. the date, but anticipate the dates being, um, those that are going to be hard. It just, it right. is, it is that, but, um, at the beginning, since my family's in Texas and I'm in DC and I thought, what am I going to do over here by myself on, you know, mm. no one up here knew my brother. And so, um, the Lord gave me this great idea as to invite your friends. Um, the first time we did a dinner out, the second time mm. I, I had people over and there've been a few birthdays. I've just been out of town, but, um, I did a sibling appreciation day and I, I had it. people just go around the table and share about their siblings, whether Aww. that's hardships, whether that's just celebration of everything's great. Let's celebrate that. If it's not great, let's talk about it. And just to space to, t- for siblings to be able to talk about what, you know, about their siblings and appreciate them or depend on others if, if they're not. And so, um, it's kind of still in line with just the thought of I wasn't going to pretend like Patrick didn't exist because yes. of the, the awful nature of his disease and suicide. So it was the way that I could find to spend a, a positive and celebrate the life, the 29 years that we had of him, and then let, bring others in to share about their siblings. So it's, it's been a, I, it was very blessed. When I read that in your notes, I just, my heart jumped for joy. And, and I got to tell you, there, I don't know, that Scripture talks about a cloud of witnesses. I never know if that's people who have died and gone to heaven, if, if they're asleep and waiting. I, I don't know how yeah. all that works, actually. Yeah. But if Patrick is able to see what is happening, I just don't think he would could be any more happy than seeing you celebrate Aww. siblings appreciation on his birthday that's just like the perfect way to honor him i love oh, that he, he would love it I, I i do believe that he loved his siblings too you yeah. know, he loved us and was always so proud of that but uh you know i i do i, I think about that too kathy and when i know just you going through your 
grieving process as well. You can, yeah. you, you start to think about those things a little more. And I love that. I know there are so many times that I think, oh, he is watching and loving this, and then there oh. are other times that I think he could care less. He is in well, the presence of Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to throw one out for you, and I didn't ask your permission to do this first beforehand. So if, <laughs> Go ahead. if you, you can shut me down if you want to, but <laughs> next time it's his birth. When is his birthday? Uh, December seventh, Pearl Harbor. Okay. Day. Next December 7th, when you have your Sibling Appreciation Day, I want you to pose this question. If your sibling was sitting right here, what would they say to honor you? <gasps> oh, <laughs> so I you could just that. Just so you could relish the ways that he loved you when he was with you. Oh, that's I'm writing it down as we speak. That's a oh. great idea. You should come to D.C. and join us. I would love. Don't ask me if you don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I are fixing to be up there, so when we're not on the show, I'll, I'll give you some information about that because I'd like to hug you if nothing else. Well, um, one thing that's happened is because your family was so willing and and determined and convicted, I, I don't even know the right words, courageous maybe is the word I'm looking for, because your family was so courageous and recognized the need to talk about suicide and mental health, we have all these amazing things happening in East Texas. And I, I know one family doesn't change everything, but your family gets credit for talking about it. And that does change things. It really does. So I want to talk a little bit, like I know we have the uh, Good Samaritan Counseling Center is happening. If my listeners are, are wondering where they could get help, they can go online and find that. Yes. The other thing your dad mentioned, and I'd, I'd already been on the site because I missed the Peace of Mind conference. It happens it, it happens to happen at a time when I'm always out of town. So the, the Peace of Mind Tyler.com is one place where you can find all these stories and testimonies of all these nationally known people who have come to Tyler for this conference in order to begin this whole conversation and discussion and and change, really change the way our culture thinks about mental health. So I didn't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that you're hoping will change. Yeah, I, oh gosh, if I had a, a dream world, and, and again, I want to note, I feel like this whole example of my family is is, is purely um, showing how much God cares about those with a mental illness. He's called us, he has to call people to it, and he called our family to do it. I'm convinced it's because he loved Patrick, and he loves others suffering with a mental illness, and um, that's what we operate on. Um, but it is his love um, for those that I, I consider to be kind of the forgotten breed. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, or, um, you know, just forgotten group. But, um, of course, I'm in D.C., I think legislation and politics. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think really what my goal or what my dream would be is for there to um, just be a better understanding of what mental illness is, what yeah. exactly people are struggling with, and to have proper means to address it. There are some, mm-hmm. it has gotten better and, and we are going in the right direction, but mm-hmm. you know, we need early intervention. We need, we, in order to do that, we need to know exactly what we're looking for. You know, what's mm-hmm. the difference between rebellion and someone with mental illness? What's the difference mm-hmm. between just brokenness and a mental illness? You know, these, um, if there is any, I mean, who knows, but, um, just a better understanding of that, but it really, 
really is amazing between this this conference that you know my dad and just this great team and Tyler <laughs> does mm. peace of mind Tyler and you know being able to for me personally, just being in DC and being able to speak to congressmen about it and mm-hmm. being, Senator Cornyn was so great and um, really was influential in, in helping get a mental health reform package um, done. And he worked, mm. his, he and his staff worked closely with our family on that and we're very mm. grateful for that. And again, mm. I have to say, how fortunate are we that we get to, you know, do something about this tragedy mm. that we went through. So, um, exciting things happening. Um, I know both on a state in the state of Texas, which has responded in the most amazing ways, the Tyler mm. community in Texas and, you know, the other parts of the state are now modeling their mental health efforts off of East Texas. It's really, it's just something else. It's Isn't that amazing? amazing. I'm so, is. I'm so happy about that. It's like the new frontier to me. When we first heard about MRIs, it's probably been what, 20 or 30 years ago. It, it was a game changer because now we can explore and begin to understand. And I know the technology will just get better. Yes. But imagine if every time we had a mental health issue, we had to cut open a brain and then look at gray <laughs> matter. It, there was never any hope before that. Yeah. Yeah. So now with all the studies and all the technology that's been developed, there's hope. There is. There is. Yes. And there's also such an understanding now that they can monitor the effects of meds. There's just a lot more progress that's happening. Yeah. Just in the 14 years, you know, when Patrick was first diagnosed to where we are today. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, just the fact people speak about it, period, and stigmas yeah. need to be erased and people are open about it. I mean, that's, that's huge in and of itself. So we've, we've come a long way and, and we're moving quickly in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about families and siblings, what is some of the best advice you might be willing to share for mothers who have one child, you know, it's diagnosed very early. I want to say, uh, I should know the numbers. Is it 19 to 25 when young men are most likely to be diagnosed? Yeah, even maybe like seven, 17 okay. to 25. You know, it kind of varies. Guys are earlier. Okay. Girls are a little later. Well, I want, I want, we only have two minutes. So if you can think of one takeaway to give a mom, she's in this situation and she doesn't know what to do for the siblings. Tell, tell us what would be on your heart for her. Um, well, one, I would just say, I'm sorry that their family yeah. going through it. Um, I, you know, I, I, from the mom's perspective, I, I'm not completely sure how to answer that. I would say the looping in of the family was very helpful mm. for us um, and just the communication. But I think ultimately from both the mom perspective and the sibling perspective, show yourself some grace. Ah. This is not going to be a, a, an easy process and you have mm-hmm. to allow grace in there. You have to know you're not going to be perfect in all of this, but God's got your kids, both mm. one suffering with mental illness, but the other ones too. And mm. my, my brother Ryan and I are proof of that. God. Oh, y'all are loves, so dear. <laughs> yeah, but God loves us more than even my parents could have. Mm. And he took us under his wing. And, and so, you know, not to, not to take on the weight of the world. I, you know, I don't think that's helpful. And, um, but just to loop your family in, let them be a part of it so that it's not such a, I have to care for this person or I have to do it for them, but instead let's do this together. And I think that was what was helpful for us. 
Marcy, you're just such a beautiful person. I didn't get to talk about your mother and her beautiful life. I guess I'm just <laughs> going to have to circle back and get Mo on the show as well. <laughs> yeah. She's so dear to me. <laughs> I know she's so her, precious. Her beautiful life. So I'm going to close now, but I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you shared today. You're just so precious to me. Well, thank you for, for making this easy and uh, giving me the space to speak. Well, it's my pleasure, and thank you for being with me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.